0: Welcome to our podcast here, and I have some friends uh, with me in our uh, in our church at Sailorville. Colton Willie, uh, he serves in different capacities around here. What, what do you do around here, Colton?
1: Around Sailorville? Yeah, uh, a bit of everything. I do uh, kids ministry with mm-hmm. my beautiful wife Rachel. Yep. Um, every once in a while, I'll teach at GCR and kind of involved with that a little bit. What's GCR? Yeah, GCR Gospel Centered Recovery. It's basically like an addiction. A recovery program that sailor bowl kind of heads and gospel right. center i
0: happen to know that colton's one of the one of the go-to guys i mean they love it when colton speaks and you're a really good communicator by the way yeah
1: hopefully
2: yeah. <laughs> praise the
1: lord <laughs> yeah
0: it's been a joy to see what god's been doing in your life and then isaac miller is with us too yeah. isaac miller yeah. miller is a word that's familiar to us uh how are you associated with this church
2: isaac well my dad the legend abe miller <laughs> the legend <laughs> the man uh see so yeah, i've been coming here my whole life uh, Since I was out the womb. Yeah, no kidding. I'm here. I just graduated high school. Uh, Before that, I was super involved in the youth group. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to become a member, going to the membership class on Wednesday. Awesome. So that's exciting stuff. And I start serving, and yeah, we'll see. I'm really excited
0: about this membership class. we got a whole bunch of brand-new Christians that we've been working with and some young uh, individuals, several young individuals such as yourself between ages uh, 18 and uh,
2: 22 that are joining the church
0: as well. Really cool. And uh, I I have a special reason for inviting the two of you into this podcast because both of you uh, were part of a very, very special moment just a few days ago on Sunday. I'll come back to that in a minute. But we're talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. In our study of Ephesians, this series we're titling uh, Unwrapping. God's masterpiece, we have uh, sort of demonstrably shown the congregation over the last several weeks all the things that we have in Christ, Mm -hmm. and across the entire platform are all these packages Mm -hmm. that come out of being in Christ, and uh, they're really quite something to stare at, are they not, just to remind you, wow, we really have a lot.
2: Yeah. Almost looks like a Christmas. I know. I keep thinking, oh, when is the Christmas? Yeah, message coming? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah in, fa- in
0: fact, in fact, just today, Isaac, your dad gave a great illustration. I, I said if we may need to incorporate this before we end this particular series. Mm-hmm. He said, I was, I was staring at those just the other day on Monday. You know, not a church day. They're still up there, spread out over the platform. He said, you know, when you get gifts at Christmas time, you know, these are all your gifts. These are all my gifts that have come to me. He said, mm-hmm. in Christ. He said. At Christmas time, when we get gifts, we don't just leave them at the home where mm-hmm. we go to get, you know, to exchange gifts. We yeah. we bring the gifts home with us. We take mm-hmm. them with us. I like
2: that. Mm-hmm. There good. are yeah, gifts it's good. forever. It's really good.
0: And uh, so, and really one of the greatest gifts that God has given to us is uh, is the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And a few weeks ago, uh, we took on the 13th and 14th verses in Ephesians where you, you have this powerful sequence i'm simply going to read it so that mm-hmm. we can kind of reacquaint ourselves and then kind of go off on the subjective ministry of the holy Spirit. It's real mm-hmm. uh there's an objectivity as well but then there's a, a subjective element i want to get to that with the two of you okay and mm-hmm. just for just a yeah, moment for
2: sure for sure mm-hmm.
0: uh so the apostle paul writes this he says in him that is in christ you also when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. And then he, he goes on, and that Holy Spirit is the, he is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of uh, God's glory. So the gift of the Holy Spirit, he, he does many things in our lives. Can you think of some of the things, just generally speaking, what are some of the things the Holy Spirit does?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think convicts you of your sin for sure, um, leads you to service of his people and maybe even unbelievers. Um, I think we've just spoken about like clarity of the Holy spirit. Like it kind of it helps you. He helps you see what's important in your life. Uh, what needs to change in your life, um, helps you illuminate the scriptures. Like the the Bible, since I've been saved has come, came alive to me, you know? Right. Um, it's it's a you know it's it's more than just a book. You know? So along those <laughs> lines, you you mentioned a couple of big things. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean there are many
0: things. He's your. Restra- I mean, generally speaking, the Bible tells us he's the Spirit of God is restraining evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the Lord Jesus comes and and raptures catches up, takes away his church, mm-hmm. all hell's going to break loose yep. here on earth because the Spirit of God, while well, he's omnipresent, he's mm-hmm. everywhere. He his restraining mm-hmm. power much because of the salt and light that Christians bring is going to be gone, Mm -hmm. and wow, it's going to be terrible. He convicts, as you mentioned, he convicts the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment, and that Mm -hmm. means he convicts you of your sin Mm -hmm. and uh, causes you to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's also the one who regenerates us. Mm -hmm. He's also the one who indwells us. He's also the one who baptizes us into Mm -hmm. the body of Christ. He's also the one who intercedes for us. We've talked about that a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And, a, and, a, and it dwells us, as I mentioned. And then you mentioned the lumens. So let's kind of, and then you mentioned a key word. Uh, yeah. uh, you said clarity. Mm-hmm. Can you go a little bit further on that with clarity?
1: Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing in my life, and I've said this to other people before, is ever since I've become a Christian, like, it, it, it's a worldview that just makes sense. There's clarity to what actually matters in life. Mm. Um, there's clarity to how I should treat people. I think things that, that the world, uh, even 2021, the, the things that the world are really concerned about, you know, they kind of just go off my back, you know, it's yeah. just no big deal to me because I have a, a greater hope, I guess. Um, so I think that's one thing for me It's just clarity in how I view the world. Things that n- normally would usually before pre-salvation made me really angry and frustrated. Right. Um, just don't as much anymore because I have a greater hope. Um well, that's what I would say I, I think i I guess one thing i I would really say, and I kind of said this to you before was it it's allowed me to see how much of a sinner I am, you yeah. know the 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 depths of my depravity, but also it's allowed me to see how holy God is you yeah. know mm. um yeah that's really good
0: that's the whole clarity thing is really' good, and I want to come back because it, mm-hmm. the spirit of God who is the one who made the gospel clear to you to begin with, yeah, and my mind, as you were talking there, Colton. My mind went to uh, 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 2 Corinthians, actually, I'm I'm looking at 2 Corinthians Corinthians chapter 5, and I want to just quickly go there, because it's the passage where it says, uh, if anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. Old Mm -hmm. things have passed away. Behold, all things uh, have become new. But the verse before that verse Mm -hmm. is really insightful, enlightening, illuminating and gives clarity it says from now on therefore he he says from now on therefore we regard no one according to the flesh even though we once regarded christ according to the flesh Mm. we regard him thus no longer in other words he's saying i I used to see things this way i don't see him that way anymore amen Isaac, uh, we were just talking before we began this podcast about your life, some of the changes that are taking place in your life, relationships, and you don't need to delve into, although these are really <laughs> interesting conversations, let yeah, me tell you. Yeah, was. But you said something about, you said, you said when you were a freshman in high school, and how old are you now? I'm 19. Okay, so when you were a freshman in high school, you are like 14, 15 years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and you were in a, Bad relationship, right? Yeah. Uh, and it then you know. said one of the reasons was you weren't what? What was going on there?
2: Uh, I don't think I was saved, and I wasn't walking with the Lord. And so, when you're not walking with the Lord, you don't you don't have the Holy Spirit telling you what's right, what's wrong. So it was very uh, just a worldly relationship, and most of the time, it just
0: yeah, there's no clarity. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you don't have clarity, the opposite of clarity is what? You're just you're blind. blind, yeah. blinders on. Blinders, or at least mm-hmm. it's just it, it, everything's blurry, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and just listening to you before the podcast talk about the clarity that God has brought to your life and other relationships that are taking place mm-hmm. in your life—that's yeah. really a, a great illustration for what the Spirit of God does mm-hmm. when He comes into it. Now, that happens when we get saved, but it also happens throughout life. The Holy Spirit. Illuminates, First uh, John chapter two verse twenty. First John chapter two verse twenty seven says that we have an unction from God. It's talked about the Holy Spirit. He helps us to see. You know, when I we talk we talk about something that illuminates. We're talking about something that you know turns the the There's proverbial lights, on. lights yeah. on. Right. Makes it. You said clarity. Right. Uh, I've been I've been I've been writing a book for some time, and it's in the editing stages right now. And I and my editor. Uh, sent it back to me, and I'm we're wrestling right now over uh, just just earlier this afternoon. I was looking at one sentence, mm-hmm. one sentence, and I thought it was a pretty important sentence when I wrote it, mm-hmm. but but now that I read it, and she the editor said read it out loud. I said why I can read it out loud in my head. No, no, read it out loud. So I read it out loud, and guess what? It didn't make a whole lot of sense, <laughs> no, no. and I had to redo the whole thing yeah. because there wasn't a lot of clarity.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I think the Holy Spirit gives us clarity
1: yeah i that's a really good I, I think so just recently, uh, Rachel and I we had a couple of of men from our church friends of mine uh, come over and we talked about like you said Isaac relationships you know, and we talked about the difference between a Christian relationship, which we, you know we've talked about you know again, mm-hmm. if you ever get a chance to see the the conversation before this, you know but yeah we talked about the difference between a Christian relationship versus a worldly relationship you know, and how even us as christians you know we can fall back into that you know Mm. but i think for me like what used to seem bad Mm -hmm. all the rules all the regulations you know we we have freedom in those rules but back before i was saved i saw them just as i saw those as bad i saw the good as bad and i saw the bad as good Mm. you know what i mean and i think that's what's really been changing in my life is that you know i i now have clarity that it's it's actually the exact opposite
2: Yeah, it's like a perspective switch yes in a way yeah.
0: yeah, I think uh, we were just our our group uh, was just memorizing Isaiah five twenty, I think it is, mm. where it says, "Woe to those who call good evil and evil good." Mm. Yeah, which is where you were at. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, before God brought clarity to your life. That's right. Okay, so I want to talk a little. So we're talking about the Holy Spirit and well, how He works in our lives. And this, you know, we just had a, and this gets to why I invited the two of you in today. Mm-hmm. So yep. this gets, we're going to get yeah. down to the nitty gritty on on this. And this is going to be, this is going to make this podcast a little different. Mm-hmm. And uh, all you charismatics out there watching, you're <laughs> gonna, you're going to love this part of it, okay? There it because is. we're oh. we're getting into the whole feeling part, the subjective oh, aspect yeah. here, okay? So. Um, uh there are objective truths and we've also we just talked about it. the holy spirit he restrains he convicts mm-hmm. he 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 regenerates he baptizes us mm-hmm. he indwells us he fills us that mean when the bible says he fills us that means he's he's controlling us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh he guides us he intercedes for us uh he comforts us he's called the Parakletos, mm-hmm. the one who comes alongside and helps us in our time mm-hmm. of need you know. And, and, and so he's really a very active person of the Godhead. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but when he does something special in our hearts in a given moment, sometimes it's really hard to describe that, isn't it?
2: Oh yeah. Very, very hard.
0: Um, Colton, you had said earlier in a conversation we had that, uh, there was a certain verse, if I recall, it was Proverbs twenty eight twenty six. Yeah. And uh, because you are, you're a
1: very emotional oh, person. Oh, yeah. I got the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, we always joke, uh, Rachel I, you know, Rachel is my wife. She does the youth ministry here. Um, you walk in our house on any given day, most likely we've cried at least once that day. It, oh, not always bad. Really? Not always bad. Really? We just we are emotional. I mean, like, the, we'll watch movies and we'll just be weeping, you know? No, you
0: know, you need to put a GoPro on you. On oh, like no. our, our camera tech guy, That he used to walk around here with a, go, a oh, GoPro. No. He used to take us into his home and show us all kinds of stuff. <laughs> We'd like to see some of those. Episodes. You don't want to see it.
1: <laughs> I'm an ugly crier. It, just, it
2: pans the cold and he's just oh, yeah. I mean.
1: Yeah, I am. I am a really emotional guy, and I love what you said, Pastor, about the whole the charismatic, you know. And because that's something that I've had to learn. Proverbs twenty eight twenty-six and and you know, it, and again, I'm hopefully I don't butcher it, but it just it basically said the fool trusts in his heart, you know, yeah. whereas whoever walks wisely will be delivered. And that, and you can ask your son, John. I mean, I often talk to him about it. Like I can often almost attempt to rouse an emotional response Mm. out of my spirituality, you know, Mm. and I've learned through talking with my brothers like John and other people, like, you know, emotional is a part of it, but it cannot be rooted in that. And Mm. I know
3: that's what I struggle with is that emotional part. I want it to always come up, you know? And so I've, I've learned that like uh, whenever, you know, some, there's some heebie jeebies or I'm feeling almost like a presence or whatever, you know, like, I need to pump the brakes a little bit, you
0: know. Okay, but at the same time, you're not denying the that no. God wired us no, as emotional beings, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, not at all. Yeah, are you
0: an emotional being?
2: Uh, I'm an emotional being. Am I emotional? No.
0: Okay,
2: so <laughs> you're kind opposites. of a flatline. You get, I, We're kind of
0: trying to figure out what's going on in Isaac's life.
2: Yeah i I don't know the last time I cried. Hmm. That must I be mean, nice. it would. <laughs> like, I've shed tears. Yeah um but like yeah i don't cry mm-hmm. really ever okay i just for me it's not like something like i'm crying over a movie like really like, yeah no no <laughs> offense. no offense. hold it hold it hold it <laughs> let's not have a feud here okay i'm kind of in
0: between the two of you i am sure. a very i mean i yes i'm a very extroverted guy mm-hmm. but i also can kind of hold it a little bit too yeah. uh not as You know, well, anyway, we (laughs) won't. But uh, uh, so, where am I going with this? Mm -hmm. Uh, So on Sunday, it was our, it was a missions. Actually, the entire missions conference was very powerful, very emotional. We had three of our missionaries here. We we uh, had missionaries coming on uh, on Zoom and this Mm -hmm. and that as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, the ones we had here really talked very very um, heartfully about. Their ministries back where they were from.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One from Germany. One was out in Boston. The one from Boston had just left that ministry to come closer to home, and he spoke very uh, passionately and very intimately about his friend Baba, who was a uh, and is a, a Muslim man, does not have a relationship <clears throat> with the Lord Jesus, but they had became very close friends, and he and he had brought the gospel to. Uh, to baba many times but baba never got saved and Mm. he says i've left boston without taking him across the finish line and he Mm. started weeping well then the next missionary from germany spoke of the guy he led to christ who lived right next door to him he and he now he can't connect with him physically and won't Mm. be able to for some time until he gets back there the, just raw emotion was coming out mm-hmm. here. Yes. Their love for people was just very powerful, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was very moving to a lot of people. And then on Sunday, uh, I preached from Ephesians uh, uh, 1, 15 through uh, 20, and I talked about the way I pray for you. Paul's prayer for the Ephesians, I mm-hmm. said, is my prayer for you, not a physically driven prayer, mm-hmm. but a spiritually driven prayer for your hearts, for your lives, mm-hmm. uh, not against praying for you know, the things, the hurts that we have. It's pretty easy and natural for us sure. to pray for people's hurts. Sure. Yeah. But he prayed for people to be inspired mm-hmm. and to go deeper in their walk with God. He prayed for them to be illuminated, you know, to be able to see God in their circumstances and beyond their circumstances. And that people would be initiated to, to do something with the gifts that God has, has given to you. Mm-hmm. And then I just drove home the fact that God has called us to be doers of the word, to be ministers of the word, to, to answer the call of God, Mm -hmm. to be missionaries, to be pastors, to, and I, I put it out there and I asked everybody to put their hands out there. Remember that? Oh yeah. And, uh, and everybody did very dutifully. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) But then I said, is this, does this come from you? I actually quoted from a, from that missionary uh, Helen Roosevelt, who said, okay, Lord, I mean, uh, you know, make me more like Jesus, mm-hmm. whatever the cost. Are you willing to do that? Mm. And then I gave an invitation. We don't give public invitations every week here at Sailorville. And we do. Yeah, they're, know, rare. Yeah, kind they're kind of, of rare. Like rare. They're, they're very, <laughs> yeah, they're kind of rare. I like it. They're rare. Well, very they, they used to be weekly. Yeah. and uh, uh, But we've decided that we we want to do it when, when it seems right to do it. Sure. I mean, we mm-hmm. always call people to repentance. We always call right. people to be saved, Absolutely. to make decisions, but not necessarily to walk forward and do something about it. Right. In fact, we have three services every Sunday. I didn't even do it in the first service.
1: That's what you said. Yes. When yeah. I get,
0: and you didn't? No. In fact, somebody came up to me and was upset with me Sunday night. I, said, <laughs> Why, I was there. Why didn't you offer? Oh, I would have walked man. forward. I said, because I hadn't thought about it until yeah. after. I thought, man, I should have probably given an invitation yeah. here. And as I did yeah. in the second of- and third services, many people mm-hmm. just voluntarily were walking down the aisle, mm-hmm. bowing and praying and uh, making commitments. You two were in different services. Mm-hmm. You were in one and you were in another. Mm-hmm. You were with your wife. Mm-hmm. You were by yourself. And, Isaac, I want to start with you because uh, I, how could anybody <laughs> miss that handsome face anywhere? But hey, your oh face, man. I wasn't looking oh, at it. I was just, I stepped back and people started going forward. You were one of the first people to walk forward. It, I knew right then and there, whoever that young guy is, uh, there are several things are going on. In, that were going on one he's up there without anybody else being up there he mm-hmm. doesn't care he's mm-hmm. up there to do business with god mm-hmm. and the other thing i noticed that you were in like a almost a fetal yeah. position you weren't on your side like a baby and but you were mm-hmm. you were in it you weren't just you weren't just uh reverently and uh, and respectfully kneeling you were just done i mean the only thing i could see was your long hair and everything like man this guy is doing business with him with God, whatever he's doing. Amen. Uh,
2: what was going on at that moment with you? <laughs> um, man, where do I even begin? Well, I think it, um, like when I, so, okay, growing up, my dad's been on, he's been in ministry, his whole, like, ever since I was born. Mm-hmm. So I never thought about ministry, really ever, because I'm like, oh, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to do what my dad's doing. But then, God, he changed my heart and he saved me Mm -hmm. after that. Like I was thinking like about my future and like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And nothing in life that I could think of meant anything to me besides ministry. Mm -hmm. Because like what you do in this life, what you do for the gospel and what you do for the kingdom in this life matters so much more to me than anything else. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well then like I, (coughs) i wanna pursue ministry and see what happens and so um I was able to be an intern uh a few summers ago which I love that and uh before that time I'd really thought about missions and like is that something that God's calling me to or not? And I uh I really wrestled with that and I was I just came to a conclusion like, yeah, I'm willing. Mm-hmm. Like if nobody else is, I'll go. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'll go. And so I've been thinking about and pursuing missions for almost two years now, thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, almost a year ago, uh, it right during the internship, uh, I was getting asked, like, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do after high school? Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, that. I have no idea. Mm. And I just felt like I had this grip um, of my future, and I, I wouldn't let go. Mm-hmm. And I remember, God, just... Not verbally, but, like, through the Holy Spirit, just saying, like, dude, just let go. Mm-hmm. And so I remember driving home. Uh, I don't even know where I was, but I was driving home. Like, I was like, God, like, I, like, just take my future. Like, I'm giving my future up to you. Mm-hmm. And I just, I let go of that, knowing that God has me in his hands and he has a perfect future for my life. Whether that be working a nine-to-five job. Mm-hmm whether that be serving here in Iowa, serving overseas, like it does not matter because I rest in the fact that God has a perfect plan for my life. Amen. And so ever since then, like there's been definite peace and trust in that. Hmm. And, uh, hmm. I've still been thinking about missions and all of that. And so then it came to the missions conference and, um, I wasn't able to attend Friday. I wasn't able to attend Saturday cause I'd work. Hmm. Um, but then Saturday night, uh, rich rich rudolph yep rich rudolph uh he came over to our house and the the high school students came over and we having a bonfire and he was kind of talking about ministry and missions Mm. and he kind of was saying like have you given god a blank check of your life have Mm. you really said yes to god and be like yes i will give you my life over and i I remember thinking like yeah i have done that Mm. like i like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 mm-hmm. God, you have my yes. Like mm-hmm. here's my blank check. Um and so but then your message when I was thinking about it and you had us all go like this and as I was as I was doing that, I was like, Yeah, God, I've already like I I've already said yes to this. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you, you had the call and I was like, Oh my and <laughs> I and I uh as you were talking about that, like, I, um, I like, was physically, like, shaking almost, mm-hmm. and, like, I didn't make the decision to go forward on emotion, but to an extent, like, but I was, um, I was shaking, and, like, my heart, I was getting, like, getting really hot, mm-hmm. and in my head, I'm like, God, I've already said yes, but it almost was like, like, Isaac, are you serious about this? Is mm-hmm. this something that, do you really say yes? Like, are you really Willing to go with me to the ends of the world, mm-hmm. and you you had that call, and I was like, like I don't even care, like what people think, like I'm going forward. Mm-hmm. So I pushed my brother out <laughs> of the way because he was he was next to me, and I, and I, I walked up forward, and I just like, it was almost like I was just in full submission to God, mm-hmm. kind of like what you were saying. Like I didn't even notice I was doing it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really was in almost a fetal position because I was just so like I just God like. Just take me, use me as a vessel for your word and whatever. Like I was thinking, I'm like, I don't even know what this means. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? Like, I want. And I was asking God, like, God, I want to know what it means to suffer for your name mm-hmm. and what it means to go with you to the dark places, knowing you're there by my side. Like, I want to know what that's like. Mm-hmm. And so, God, take my body and just use me. Yeah. Like, I don't even care where I go yeah. or what I do, but... And it was almost like a public expression like saying like yeah, yeah like i'm I'm serious about this mm-hmm. that's, and, yeah that's very powerful <laughs> that's story, awesome. and,
0: yeah. and I just want to remind you it's all recorded now,, hey. and, uh, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, I love that. that was what I was hoping you were gonna share because you had internalized all of this and had for some time, but you had yeah. never really come forward and and by doing that and then and then that fetal unashamed position it was telling everyone i don't care i just want to follow god yeah and there was that point in that in the story of helen Roosevelt, if you remember where god says to her she says hey i just asked you to give me loan me your body
2: yeah remember this is after
0: she had said she'd been raped remember that yeah and uh and i thought to myself wow what what a powerful testimony I, you know, I'm, I'm just inclined to say right now, God, I'm praying right now. I'm praying this podcast. God, right now I pray for Isaac Miller. Mm -hmm. Thank you for this fresh surrender, public surrender. Mm -hmm. And I pray you would make your perfect will radically known to him. So he might be radically used for you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for sharing that, Isaac. Yeah.
2: I don't know what. It's gonna happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I'm All gonna right. tell you after this <laughs> podcast. Okay. okay. No. Consultation. Okay. <laughs> That'd be nice if yeah. you could. Yeah, be... Have you
0: ever heard the expression God loves you and and your pastor has a wonderful plan for your life? <laughs> okay. So I have not. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll figure that out. But I don't I I don't wanna I don't wanna get away from you either, Colton. Mm-hmm. You went up there with your with Rachel, your mm-hmm. wife, mm-hmm. who serves here mm-hmm. uh, on staff as well. And uh so you didn't
1: just run up there on your own what was going on? There? I didn't yeah, um I want to put it in context, so you know that entire day was kind of interesting because i it's so funny that you use the term "do business with God" because I really relate to that, so you know this last week was a uh, parent teacher conference I'm a teacher, you mm-hmm. know, and so I've just been swamped, you know, and lately I've been reading the
3: word diligently, doing my Christian duty, you know, but I haven't been getting anything out of it. You know I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I'm currently like studying to like go into ministry and sometimes that can almost make it harder because it becomes academic and it becomes stale and it, it you, you lose this, you lose the power. I, I recently read the verse, you know, the kingdom of God is not in, you know, in words, but in power. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that always, I really wrestle that verse. But anyway, so I, I drove around, you know, I just got in my car and I drove around uh polk city where i live and i literally said god i want to do business with you and Mm -hmm. i was very hard-hearted very just like i knew i needed to get the word i was gonna go to starbucks it was closed so i couldn't go to starbucks so i drove back up to say lake and i just parked my car and i read i started to read the book of acts you know which talk about holy spirit power (laughs) the book of acts that's (laughs) That's all over it. it right and nothing really happened. I mean, I wept a couple of tears because that's just what I do. You know, yes, Colton, of course. Really, just Colton, Isaac would never. have wept. He would never he wept. Yeah, he, he, he would never have Stone cold killer over there. Yeah, but I, um, you know, and I, I, you know, I, I was emotional, but it was just. I, I know I wouldn't say that God punched me in the face. Yeah. And I, I prayed during that time, Lord, I need a wake up call. I need you to show me what to do. I need, I need you, Lord. I need you to be present. I because I am a feeler. You know, it's that subjective thing. Yeah. Like. Even though I I would I don't want to be gu- get guided by my emotions, I'm an emotional guy. Yeah. You know I want to mm. feel the literal presence of God. I right. want to feel that. Anyways, we went, went to church. Awesome message, you know. Delivered that invitation or invitation, and and yeah, like you said, uh, we put our hands out. And I, I was one of those people. I was like yeah, I guess I'll put my hands out. You know, because <laughs> again, I'm yeah. coming from a hard heart. Yeah. And uh, you start doing you start talking about missionaries. And I just heard all that stuff about Helen, you know, and you can ask my wife. The biggest thing that I want in my life, period, is I want my walk to be authentic. Mm. You know, I don't want to be a cultural Christian. I don't want to be somebody – you talked about posers. Yeah, I don't want to be a poser Mm. because, uh, you know, Hebrews, we're surrounded by this great hall of witnesses. Let us throw off all weight, you know. And when you you said the word missionary, maybe you're calling the missions – I don't know what it was, but Isaac described it perfectly. I I experienced something very similar. Yeah. Just a fire Mm. burned within me, you know, and almost I felt it like as if God was like doing a shoulder clean on me, you Ah. know, just slowly pushing me into the ground, you know, and I I just started weeping, you know, Mm. and um, we stopped and you're like, okay, you know, come on up, you know, and, and I'm like, you know, like, cause I, I'll be honest, there was that fear of man. There was that, you know, and my beautiful wife, you know, she says, are you going up? I say, well, I want to, but just give me a minute. She's like, well, I'm going up. And I'm like, well, I'm going with you then, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And as we went into the aisle, I just started weeping. Hmm. And I got on my my knees and and Rachel, you know, was, was you know, doing, you know, her wifely thing and kind of comforting me and everything. And just let it all out to God. And, and my biggest prayer, and Isaac, you, you, I was really touching what you just said, because that's exactly what my prayer was. Like, hmm. God, I want to be an authentic Christian. Hmm. I don't want to be a poser. You hmm. know, I don't want to be um, somebody who just says a lot of stuff and doesn't do it. You know wow. I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I, I literally, I actually said to God, God, I give up my body to you. I give up my reputation to you. I give up my future to you. I give up my wife to you. That's hard.
0: Yeah. That's wow. real hard. You know, yeah.
3: Yeah. um, when I always think about what's one thing God could take from me that that seems really hard. It's Rachel. You know what I mean? That's, that's terrifying to think of. You could lose your wife, you know? for the call of ministry, you know, uh, yeah. like as God's disciplining us and making us more like Christ, you know? And so I, you know, and we got in the car afterwards and maybe I'm going too far with this, but we got in the car afterwards, amazing sermon. And Rachel literally looks at me and she's like, well, I think we're called to missions. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, like that that's scary to me. Yeah. Scary yeah. You know, I, I'll be honest, I, um, missions are, like the last thing I think of. Cause I just, it's very uncomfortable, you yeah. know, and I like comfort, you know? But I think it's very similar to what I, Isaac said. I just want it to be real. Because mm. you, you see people like Helen, and you're like, that's that's real. You, yeah. you read about the apostles in Acts. That's the faith, you know? And I think I've always known that Jesus is worth it. I know that to my very core. But it's like I want a life that shows that. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I love what you said, Isaac, like regardless of, of what happens, you know? Um, so yeah. Yeah, so that that's
0: is me. so wow. good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, I'm not gonna, I can't, Hmm. I can't add to those testimonies. Hmm. Uh, And this whole podcast has, is about the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. Hmm. Objectively, what we know the scripture teaches Hmm. and subjectively how he interacts with us, mm-hmm. as he fills us, as he guides us, as he leads us, as he convicts us, as he, as he brings the heebie-jeebies upon mm-hmm. us during a sermon. Right. And I would say, and I would hope that the listeners would agree, that there are times in our life where we have to simply obey God in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whether the pastor in your church gives an invitation like this regularly or if ever, you, we need to be ready to Put our all, put our guests out there and say, I'll go wherever you want me to go, God. Mm-hmm. I'll be whatever you want me to be, God. I'll do whatever you want me to do, God. Mm-hmm. Um, the old proverb, <clears throat> which you two have probably memorized, is a good one to end up on. Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord mm-hmm. with all your heart. Mm-hmm. Don't lean on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. In all of your ways acknowledge him, Mm -hmm. make him known. And what's the result? He will direct your paths. Mm. Thank you, Isaac Miller. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Colton Willie. Yeah, thank you. God bless you.